podcasts that are most glamorous. <laughs> We're recording now. Mm. You missed all the good parts. <laughs> yeah, which was just my burp, <laughs> I guess. And me chanting. That's true. That's our pre our warm up. Our warm up is you chant and I have to let out a big burp. <laughs> burp. <laughs> I like for some reason that made me get the like survivor music in my head. Uh-huh. It's like hey, oh, 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 God. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's the last day of spookies. Welcome to Stereo Right. Yeah, our spooky October segment. Hysterical Halloween. Hysterical and scary. Ooh. 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 Oh. 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 I don't know about that ooh. one. Ooh. Too soon. Maybe. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> it's only been 300 and how many days? Yeah. 60. John Wilkes Booth mummy. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon to bring it up. There's still some moisture in him. It's <laughs> There's too, not. Too soon. It's all gone. I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. And I am, uh, we had a suggestion mm-hmm. for medical cannibalism. We did. And I said, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do something even spookier. Oh, great. So instead, mm-hmm. we're going to do... President Nixon. <laughs> I was wondering if we were doing Nixon, but then I thought you were doing something grosser that was medical. That <laughs> I'm excited. Richard Milhouse. No. Nixon. It's already bad. <laughs> Before we begin, can you remind me and tell the listeners what his favorite like snack was? Yeah, so on uh, Good Mythical Morning... Um, my favorite morning show on YouTube, <laughs> my boys, Red and Link, they did an episode that was like President's Favorite Foods, mm-hmm. and um, Nixon was on there. And even before they, like, I knew his food was going to be evil, right? Because yeah. he's evil. It's going to be something just from hell. Heinous. From actual Hades. And it was literally like a plate of cottage cheese with just a crap ton of ketchup on top. And I'm like, this is the nastiest, most childish thing I've ever seen. That's, like, intense, like, dust bowl nastiness. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure the, like, the hosts were like, this must be when we're in, like, hard times. Yeah. (laughs) Someone had to survive a famine on this. And it's, like, maybe when he was a child. (laughs) But, like, not when he's president. Like... My dude. Come on. My dude. For realsies. So, uh, just imagine that the whole time, just munching on cottage cheese. <laughs> and ketchup. And ketchup. He just, just imagine him, like, scooping cottage cheese <laughs> spoonfuls in his mouth and then squirting the ketchup. <laughs> and so it's going to get some of, like, the liquidy nastiness <laughs> of ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> it's already evil. Pukey It's already the most evil thing. <laughs> He's already the worst president. You weren't ready for this. The most evil. (laughs) You weren't ready for this Halloween too soon. I wish they had Andrew Jackson's favorite food. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, there's some story about him with a giant wheel of cheese or something that I've heard. (laughs) Sounds like (laughs) me playing Skyrim. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? I've been meaning to look into it. Maybe if there's enough, I'll do an episode about it. Tim and a giant wheel of cheese. Just loves cheese. Maybe he just loves cheese. Reaches out and takes a bite like a giraffe. (laughs) Probably. Like stripping leaves. Anyway, teach me about the new worst president. I'm gonna list some stuff he did as president, and then I because I don't want to mention those ever again. Okay. Thirty seventh president of the U.S. Great. He proposed the Environmental Protection Agency. Okay. Signed the National Environmental Policy Act into law. Okay. He did like the Endangered Species Act. He That's did nice. an expansion of the Clean Air Act. Mm. Um, he signed Title Nine, I think it was that okay. like means you're not allowed to like discriminate based on gender cool. like for like universities and thank you so like that's all cool yeah if he was in politics today you'd probably be like middle of the road conservative liberal sure probably mm-hmm. uh but at the time he's republican right uh but like he also does stuff like in the south he runs on like Mm, black people, you know. You yeah. know what I'm saying about blacks <laughs> and the Jews. Uh-huh. So let's – okay, so that's like, oh, he did like some cool stuff. Yeah, like all 
all people who are bad do good stuff. Sometimes. Some amount of good stuff. Even just by accident sometimes. Yeah. Right, like Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm not willing to say he's a bad guy. Um, but, like, you know, one of my professors would always talk about, like, when we talk about World War II and we talk about Hitler, that he was like, yeah, if Hitler died in, like, 1939, yeah. he'd be, like, one of the greatest German, pre- like, you know, right. people of all time, one of their greatest leaders. Man, he just, like, really turned around the economy by getting yeah. rid of the Jews. Lifted them out of poverty. And he just, like, did a great job. Yeah. Didn't kill that many people. <laughs> no, this any... is before he starts killing people. Yeah, too many, just, like, enough people. Yeah. Not, like, en masse. Right. That's when, like, when you do it to your mm-hmm. neighbors, that's, like, too much. Well, we've had this conversation, too, before where it's, like, yeah. you know, Stalin is obviously very evil. Uh-huh. But, like, he does catch Russia up a lot quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, helps quite a bit, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, then everyone makes that wincy face, like, ooh. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not happy, mm-hmm. but the point is, you yeah. know, like, when you're talking about history that it's, like, Nobody is completely bad in all the ways or completely good. Like after the Black Death, people's lives improved a bit Mm -hmm. because they had better better bargaining rights as workers Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, who are you going to get to bring the field work in? And more food because lots of people are dead. Everyone's dead. So it's way easier to eat. Thanks, the plague. Yay. (laughs) There are always positive consequences, (laughs) even to bad. So Richard Nixon... (laughs) Speaking of the plague. Speaking of the plague. Mm-hmm. So he grows up uh, poor. Great. Pretty poor. I mean, not happy about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, good. Sure. Good. Good for him. Yeah, he deserved it. No, uh, his dad, Frank, is a grocer and just a bully and kind of violent. I don't like the word grocer. He's he's just gross. Gross. Right. He's grosser than most. <laughs> it's like it's a very British word. Mm-hmm. You know, like the first he, time I've heard it was like in Sweeney Todd. He owns a grocery store. And I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. A grocer. Because like we don't use that word. Grocer. Anyway. Grocer. Uh, he's French gro- now. A grossier. <laughs> grossier. Now he's Italian. Uh, his mother was kind of a stay-at-home sure. gal, devoted Quaker. When is he born? I don't put in dates. <laughs> It's like uh, I'm trying to get a feel for when we are, Haley. Look up his dates. You got to know the date. Nixon, not Nikon. <laughs> nope. Nixon. Different. He died in 1994. Okay. 1913 is when he was born. 1913. Okay, so he lived through some hard times. That's yeah. why he likes cottage cheese and ketchup. Just like, just <laughs> he lived for a long time. Yes. Yes, he did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. Imagine the things he's seen. <laughs> All of the worst bits of it. Ew. And a lot of it he causes. Yay. <laughs> uh, she was devoted Quaker, uh, but there wasn't a lot of, like, maternal warmth. A lot of the energy mm-hmm. in the family was spent on his younger brothers who were very sickly. Sure. Uh, they died of TB. It's not a lot of maternal like, warmth in the early 1900s no. in general. Like, we're not rich enough to have warmth. Yeah. We have to work. <laughs> it's too cold. And um, and then, like, people just die of tuberculosis because that's what they do. Yeah. That's what they do at the time. We haven't even got to the flu yet. Yeah. Woohoo! We haven't even gotten there yet. But he'll be okay because he'll be, like, five. Yeah. He's, so he'll he's be a baby. Fine. He's fine. He'll, he'll be growing strong on cottage cheese. <laughs> and ketchup. And dust. Uh, he grew up one of those, like, really intense, quiet children. Ah. Uh, kind of like with, scary, withdrawn and bottled up. He's always frowning and like all, <laughs> all of the pictures. Even when he's like a child, like especially when he's a child, <laughs> he only learns how to smile when he becomes a politician. And that's only because he's tricking people. Yeah. Tricky dick. Like when he has to learn how to be a used car salesman for the country, yeah. he learns how to smile. But when he's a kid, he's always frowning. Grumpy boy. Always. Owie. <laughs> Haley just hit her face on the egg. On the egg. You did that like you were a dog. You're like, bam, bam. <laughs> Stupid. You're too excited. I'm excited. Okay. Uh, he was an A student. He strove for fame on the football field. I feel like quiet, grumpy kids usually do pretty good in school. Yeah. That's because they're not popular and they don't have friends. Yeah. 
Uh, but, I mean, he could have been, like, unpopular and just been, like, a wreck. Yeah, it's true. And just, like, gone out and, like, kicked tires and stuff. <laughs> Whatever poor kids do in the Dust Bowl. <laughs> Good for you. Hit a stick against a rock or something. Yeah. Just, like, pick up rocks and put them down again. Kicking tires is, like, the saddest sounding thing in the world. That's just, like... Literally nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know. TV doesn't exist. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, what are you supposed to do? It's like, what, maybe 1920s? Yeah. You suck. Your life sucks. Especially when you're already poor in the 20s. Yeah. Your 20s in, like, California, I think they live in. Ugh. Like, nasty outside L.A., and they just, like, have a tiny grocery, and everyone has to work all the time. And we're not, like, it's—I feel like the West Coast doesn't, like, properly develop— you know, yeah, like, as a yeah. real place until, like, the 50s and 60s. Uh-huh. When everything gets kind of, like, glamorous and starless yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like, in the 20s, it's like... <laughs> no, in the 20s, it's, like, uh, everyone's getting murdered all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know all, like, the, <laughs> the scary L.A. Yeah. noir nonsense? That's, like, building up in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Those people are getting groomed to be... Getting evil. groomed. Uh, he... Dislikes people. He doesn't seem to like people. I mean, same. He he admits to uh, himself, or just like he writes this, uh, he's an introvert and an extrovert's occupation. That's like when he's in politics. Yeah. Uh, but he's extremely hardworking. He gets top grades uh, as an undergrad at Whittier, and it gets him a ride to Duke uh, to, for law school. Oh, nice. That's very impressive. It's very impressive. He's, like, working his way out of the dust pit. Not as impressive, though. I just watched Legally Blonde. And uh, I'm a, Elle Woods well, goes to Harvard. Listen, we can't all be Elle Woods. She got 179 on her LSATs. 180 um, is perfect. He almost got a scholarship to Harvard for undergrad, actually. Oh. I think. But he wanted, not as impressive. He wanted to stay near like home because his, uh, like, you know, his family's dying of the plague all That's, the time. Yeah. So he wants to say goodbye. And then he's like, then I go to law school later. Yep. Learn how to say goodbye. Later days. At law school, he earned a nickname. Can you guess what it is? It has nothing to do with his actual name. Evil Steven. <laughs> Close. It's Gloomy Gus. <laughs> Really? I've never heard, like, I know people say that, like, oh, you're yeah. a gloomy guy. I've never heard that be someone's actual nickname. Is that from him? I don't, it can't be. I think like, it, must, it can't no. origin from him, right? It can't be. His name's not even Gus. <laughs> Why? That's so stupid. It's just, they want the alliteration, Haley. Mm-hmm. His classmates remember him as uh, scary and kind of studious. <laughs> I try to think of anyone from high school or college where the first word I would describe them as is scary. <laughs> I can't think of anyone. Uh, this was me in, like, middle school. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This was me in middle school. Yeah. Uh, they say even on Saturday nights in the law library, he would just be hunched over a book just furiously writing. I mean, law makes people angry. I get it. He did even, but even his other law people were like, "That's too much. <laughs> That's a bit much, buddy. That's too much." Mm-hmm. He envisioned himself as a like a philosopher Ugh. moving through the chess pieces no. over a board, and that Ew. that goes over to his politics. Yeah, he's not very good at quick debates. He isn't very good at face to face interactions. He prefers. Uh, being on paper and, like, kind of secluding himself and having time to think. This is fascinating, like, origin of someone who becomes president. Mm -hmm. Who's, like, the most, you know, Mm -hmm. like, in the public eye around people all the time person. Screwy. A bit screwy. Yeah. A lot of people that he works with are, like, very weird that he's here. Yeah. He doesn't seem to like it. Why are you doing this? (laughs) He doesn't seem to like it. He seems to really hate his job. Why is you? Why are you doing this? Right, like, it, well, and it's like obviously it's performative, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like still very strange. Like, there's a reason why he's so like famed for having, uh, like lackeys like Kissinger and yeah, uh, like J. Edgar Hoover was right. in his like pockets because he would stay back behind the desk and like send them out, yeah, to do the bidding. Well, and like it's not like he's the only president who's like antisocial. Yeah, yeah. So, it shouldn't be that way. I guess just in like a modern president, he's, that's strange. He's the it's more first, important now. Yeah, first one to do it when we have television. Yes, right. Which when, is when you're in the public eye, is a different. Lot. Yeah, 
He rises to political fame by being a vehement anti-communist mm. in the 40s. Yeah. He depicts all his opponents all his opponents as communist. As opponents as communist. That's, you know, effective. Yeah. It's the high tide of you communists. Mm. Communist Not quite. Pigs. Like it's like the start of the crest, I suppose. Yeah. McCarthyism is like what in the like 50s? Yeah. 53, I think. Uh, in his 1950s uh, Senate run, he smeared his opponent, Helen Gahagan Douglas, as pink down to her underwear. Ew. Which is so, like... What does that mean? You, it's gross. nasty. Well, pink is, like, commie. Oh, okay. Like, if you're red, you're full communist. If you're pink, you're, like, sympathizer. Oh, okay. I thought it, like, had to do with her being a woman. And then I, was I mean, like, also does. There's yeah. a double meaning there. I'm like, gro- but I'm still grossed out by it yes. in a way I don't understand. Uh, but it worked <laughs> yeah, by well. a landslide. But she's the person who coins the tricky dicky. Hell yeah. Which he hates so much. Yes. And we still use. Yes. It's like, ooh. It's my favorite when ooh. we use people's, like, <laughs> thing they hated to be called. It's so great. When you deserve it. And it's a lady. She's like, mm-hmm. Oh, tricky dick mm-hmm. here. Tricky dicky. He's like, oh, don't call me that. No, don't. People blame it on his kind of impoverished upbringing, but he has a thing against particularly East Coast elites. Ah, yeah. Like all of the Harvard-trained boys and all of the, like, elitist media he he has a hard time dealing with those people. I mean, I get that. When you're from the West Coast and then you go to the East Coast, it feels like you're in a different world. You're it's, like, yeah. what are these people? But commie bashing and populist politics get him to the vice presidency under mm-hmm. Eisenhower. And after that, he runs for president. Yay. But his opponent is one of those East Coast hoity-toity, <laughs> daddy paid for the whole thing, right. got him into the station, pushed him through, and mm-hmm. it's just, oh, so bankrolled by daddy. <laughs> Thanks, JFK. Gross. And so that's JFK. Well, bankrolled by Daddy. <laughs> and he's like, ew. It's so weird to me thinking of Nixon and JFK in the same universe. <laughs> it's like, it's that first time when he's on television with someone debating them. Yeah. And that's the first time he l- loses. Right. Because he's not good at it. Because suddenly. And JFK <laughs> is so charming. <laughs> he's like Holy tanned crap. and young and Hot. like is fine. And as soon as you, like, stop listening to him on the radio, Nixon is just, like, sleazy. Yeah. Like, he looks kind of gross. Oh, it's not good. No. Oh, you look bad, And sir. honestly, like, I'm not trying to insult him, mm-hmm. but he looks like a caricature. It was so weird researching this because most of the times I made me realize most of the times I see him is as a cartoon or as a yeah. caricature. Yeah. So looking at the real face yeah. of him is weird. I'm like, you do kind of look like that, though. You do look like that a cartoon. Is how, that is how you look. You're so easy to draw. <laughs> that is how your nose does. <laughs> how is it so, like, wide and flat? It's crazy. How does it do that? <laughs> we're, not, it? we're not shaming him. It's just confusing. It's, it's like, a lot. Essentially, well, and it's like anybody next to JFK who's a politician, isn't going to look very good, like, yeah. attractive-wise. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Nixon, definitely not. Like, And then he also can't talk. Yeah. So. And he can't, like, do it, really. And people are like, also, JFK has a hot wife, so. It's like a hot wife, has all the money, yep. is basically, like, American royalty. He's got that weird accent that I don't understand, but for some reason I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So he, Nixon runs away. <laughs> Bravely runs away away. <laughs> yep. Cries in a corner. Runs for the governorship of California. Okay. Defeated again. Oh. And he concedes with this bitter, like, baby speech, his uh-huh. cry baby speech. It's very <laughs> famous. And it's aimed at the the media yeah. specifically. Oh, He's great. like, you're going to be so sorry when I'm gone because who are you going to have to kick around then when you don't have Nixon, your little favorite chew toy? Uh, they'll find and, somebody. And he's just kicking his little feet all the way home. We always find someone to be mad at. Don't worry. 
this is my last press conference. I'm nervous and rare. What a whiny baby. And it's all a lie. Of also, course. like, like we even care. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, that's the thing when people do that, that it's like, I'm so important. Like, and okay. And it's like, I whatever. Don't, I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever, Veep. Yeah. Keep moving. Get out of my face. People don't really know who you are. He's he's he has so much like hate and determination <laughs> in his gut. Like there's no way he's telling the truth, and he right. isn't. He's out for blood. He's regrouping. He's got uh, ambition, hate, mm-hmm. like hate fueled ambition. <laughs> yes, he's ready. It's powerful. Uh, but you know, when the Kennedys smack you down, bop, you it takes some time to regroup. That's true. When the Kennedys smack your dick down, it takes a t- time to get back up. Just wait until the Kennedys get smacked down. Yeah. <laughs> one by one. One by one. And uh, then you'll probably be fine. It was Nixon. Probably. The whole time. <laughs> That's our new conspiracy theory. The last one was it was Jackie. <laughs> Who had the most to gain? Nixon. <laughs> it's like Johnson, Jackie, Nixon. It's consp- they're all together. Everyone. Conspiracy. Cuba. Everyone. Everyone. Cuba. The whole of Cuba. <laughs> everyone. Killed him. Literally everyone wanted you dead. It was only a matter of time. Marilyn. I'm surprised everyone. they didn't just give she you a lobotomy it. like they did your sister. Just, no, because he's not crazy. I mean, that's true. If he was a woman, they could just call him crazy exactly. and ship him off. But since he's a man, he can't be... Shipped off. And like harder to say he's crazy when it's like you got elected to president and stuff. It's like that took effort, you know. And people, he's people have seen him and they're like, he yeah. looks fine to me." Then you have to like impeach them, and it's a hassle. Or shoot them. Or shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they just like. I don't feel like impeaching eh, him. Yeah, it's too much effort. Uh, it's a hassle. Or it's like he hasn't committed enough crimes to impeach him. <laughs> so ah, uh, it's got dark. <laughs> anyway, too soon. <laughs> Halloween episode. <laughs> Halloween episode. It's Halloween. It's fine. Uh, so uh, Nixon has kind of a multi-pronged plan mm. to get back into politics and, like, in a big way. That's like a – the way you said that reminded me of my Chinese <laughs> history teacher <laughs> yeah. used to always be like uh, – the, Ch- the Chinese government is a three-leg like stool – Okay. And the three legs holding it up, I'm trying to remember now, are, like, the emperor and law and then, like, filial piety, I think. <laughs> I thought I was going to end, and the other chair of the stool. <laughs> no. Okay. But he's like, if you take one of the legs away, it doesn't stand up anymore. Then you have stilts. And I'm like, okay, Professor Pete's. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, Pete's. So, Nixon. But he's got prongs. He has prongs, and he goes at it with all of the weaselly determination and charm of a used car salesman. Yay! Uh, He gains important Republican allies by campaigning for their congressional re-elections. Okay. And um, that's like the most above-board thing that he does for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for the rest of his life. Yeah, that too. Yeah. We're just not going to do his whole life mm-hmm. on the episode. Right. That's fair. It's too long. Yeah. And probably a lot of this is boring. Yeah. It's like, I mean, at some point it's like, eh, just, who cares? This is too much. Uh, but uh, America culturally mm-hmm. is becoming polarized. It's uh, like, listen— the 60s, like, 60s and, like, early 70s are not the multicolored Beatles music <laughs> video that they seem like no. all the time. It's a lot of uh, protesting because there's a lot of problems. There's uh, drug revolutions, sexual yep. revolutions, hippie counterculture, new leftist uh, movement. Mm-hmm. Politically, there are race riots, black power groups yep. are scaring the daylights out of all the white folk. And the Vietnam War is just going on way too long. Just casually in it's, the background. It's just so long with no... A justifiable point to the American public's point yeah. of view, and it is really long. The and the draft is exceedingly bad. Mm-hmm. That's what really does it. Because like we've 
uh, like America currently has been like in long wars, but there's no sure. draft, no. so the normal people kind of can forget about it if they want to. And and like it's not nearly like the levels of aggression right. and like death and terribleness that's happening like in Vietnam because mm-hmm. like the Vietnam War is like trying to take over Vietnam. Yeah. You know, like the wars we currently have are like against like terrorist groups that aren't mm-hmm. in charge of a country or anything. Yeah. But the uh, I just wanted like a note about the draft because some of the numbers were just mind boggling. Please, uh, it's so the draft is rough. It isn't just all soldiers. It's specifically the draft. Draftees were exponentially more likely to be killed mm-hmm. in action. Yeah, uh, they're not commissioned officers. They don't go to like no. army school. Yeah, army daycare. They're like fodder. They're 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 just there to fill in the lines. Yeah, and they're picked off. The you know they're picked off. They're picked out of a hat to go there. They aren't treated well afterwards. Uh, they had a ludicrously high suicide rate. Yeah, when they if they get back at all. Right. Uh, I I read as much as eighty six percent more likely to die by suicide than their peers who didn't wow. serve. Wow. According to the Washington Post, 53 more likely present to die in a vehicle accident. One assumes Mm. substance abuse and mental health is tied into that. Sure. Uh, But I wish I had found where I read this, but it was something like, you know, they're like a little over 50% of the people that are going over, Mm -hmm. and they're over half of the people that are dying. Yes. So you're more likely to just, like, die. Right. And it's terrible. Like... Listen, guys, <laughs> when we, whenever people ask that question, like, what time of history would you like to live in? <laughs> this is the stuff that we think about. Yeah. Uh, this is why we're, like, not the 60s. No. Not that. Well, so I have two things to say about draft. Mm-hmm. One, it annoys me so much when people currently mm-hmm. um, say, like, oh, women should have to sign up for the draft, too. I'm like, first of all. Like, why? Mm-hmm. And second of all, it's like, you're not even going to get drafted. So why do you care if I'm on there? Like, mm-hmm. we have plenty of people. It's really unlikely that we're going to have to do a draft anytime soon. It's a weird thing. Like, women shouldn't be in the Army, but also, how come women don't have to be on the draft? Yeah, it's, I don't Which is understand. It? What, Which is, you, what do you want? What is it? Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, and I'm like, I don't want anyone to have to sign up for a draft, but, mm-hmm. like, also, you're not going to be drafted, and yeah. neither are we. So, like, it doesn't do anything to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's no, there's no, they won't do it. Yeah. Like, things would have to be so much worse and different than they are right now for that They'd to come They'd have to be back. incredibly bad. It'd have to be, like, martial law reenacted. Yes. Like, really, really bad. Right. So, it's like... It's such, like, a straw man argument of, like, just—it's nothing, you know? It's just, like, it's filled with actual just garbage. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, uh, my uncle served in World—or not World War II. What am I saying? Wars. (laughs) My The the little small one after that. Yeah, yeah. Vietnam. The tiny one. Mm -hmm. Served in uh, Vietnam. I don't think he was drafted. Like, I think he went of his own accord. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess two of my uncles did, but one of them was in the Coast Guard. So. Nah. <laughs> Roll your eyes. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but my other uncle was like a medic in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it wrecked him. You know, like I like I've heard stories because I only know him as an adult, right? Yeah. But I've heard stories of like when he was a kid and he was like, you know, like social and like vibrant and like had girlfriends and stuff. And then when he got back, he just like was alone all the time and like didn't like was not interested in other people in general mm-hmm. as a whole. And there's no infrastructure. There's no accountability for no. mental health. Like it, they are really forgotten and it's yeah. very sad. And he just like. Never talked about it ever. Mm-hmm. Like, only, like, I remember him talking to me about it because, like, he gave me his blanket, yeah. right? And, like, we found, like, his old, like, kit, and he had, like, a code book and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, his old, like, like scalpels that were, like, way too old. I'm yeah. like, throw this away. Um, but, like, we didn't talk about it. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, here's my old stuff. Yeah. The end. And, like, I've told you a little bit. I won't go into it too much on the podcast. But, yeah. like, my grandpa was in the war and, like... Never talked about it with me. Right. He barely talked about it with, like, his wife. Yeah. Uh, and that was only because he was really, really drunk. Yeah. But he, uh, like, you know, 
alcohol abuse for like years mm-hmm. and years and years that it took like ages to get over. Yeah. It's like it really messed a lot of people up. Totally. And then they came home and had kids. Yeah. And like never talked about their trauma and just like right. this the silent trauma of generations. And we're just like treated real bad. Mm-hmm. But despite the fact that like, you know, like you said, a lot of them were drafted and have no choice. <laughs> right. And then even the people who did have a choice, like they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like they're do you know, the government keeps them there. And yeah. so then it's like, it's not their fault. Right. Even I know you don't like the thing that happened, but it's like, you know, you can not like the, you know, war in Afghanistan and not yell at troops who were just trying to, like, yeah. protect people. I feel like like we've gotten better about that. Yes, like, much better. Support the troops is, you know, a, a standard bumper sticker. Yeah. So it's like— And, oh, I, and I feel like that's ugh. pretty true on both sides, and it's like, yeah. you know— we don't want wars to be happening, but, like, the, it's not the people, yeah. individuals. It's not, like, the people. It has nothing fault. to do with them. So that's the 60s. Yay. <laughs> um, so fun. And, yeah, if you get, like, a BuzzFeed quiz, it's like, you should be in the 60s. Just, like, keep this in mind because we haven't even gotten to the part where, like, JFK is shot in yeah. his car. And then Martin Luther King Jr. is shot. Like, they and had to actually believe the world was ending. It, yeah, feels like it. Like, like a lot. Yeah. So, it's one of those times, like, when, like, I think about bad things now that I'm like, is the world ending? And then I think about, like, even just no. that <laughs> that reach back. It's like, it's so much so worse. Much better. Yeah, it's got to be, um, I think you could argue for it being, like, the worst time in American history, right up with, like, around the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both not good. Yeah. It doesn't actually break into a full-on civil war, and we're not killing ourselves at home, but it's like, ooh, it's bad. Yeah. It's, like, not good. Yeah. Generally, the 60s began with the Cuban Missile Crisis and then with Nixon being elected president, so (laughs) that's the 60s. Yay. And generally, the best people of the 60s didn't make it out of the 60s. Right. So. Gosh, and communism is so spooky in the background, uh-huh. like, of the 60s. Right. And then, like, and then Cuba just being, like, right there. Mm-hmm. Right there. And feels like a very credible, constant threat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, like, next door, like. Not even next door, just like on the other side of so stressful. A wall. They're teaching you room. duck and cover at school for nuclear bombs. (laughs) (laughs) No. So what Nixon does is so smart. Actually, Mm -hmm. he's like so smart about it, Uh, and it's like I'm really glad we had that tangent because it really hammers down how like nasty it could get. Yeah. And what he does is he doesn't really lean into like party politics too Mm -hmm. much. He just establishes himself as the rock of reason and stability in the midst of all the chaos. Right. It doesn't matter what's happening out there. He is steady and he is a point of, like, reason. Mm -hmm. And he coins this term, the silent majority, which is the idea that there's a lot of you know, riots and action going on, but most Americans just want things to be, like, steady and normal and... Maybe, like, back to normal? That's not set out, right? Yeah. Uh, But just, like, normal. Can we just be normal (sighs) again? even keeled. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's the law and order candidate. In a world gone mad, he's the unifier. Yeah. Which is, you know, pretty standard. Like, I'm not saying he's this, but pretty standard for, like, dictator status to step in, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. There's... There's a role to be filled. You say, like, oh, man, things are so crazy, but I can fix it. But I can do it. I'll help it, and it'll be all better. I'm the only one. It's just me. I'm the only one who could. Yeah. If you hear that, (laughs) alarm bell should be ringing in your ears. That's what Hitler says. That's what Hitler did. That's how he got elected. Remember the Nazis? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not calling Nixon Hitler. I'm just saying... (laughs) Those are fascist tactics. Yeah, that's what Julius Caesar did, too. Yeah. So, you know, just keep in mind. It's just dictator stuff. The the war in Vietnam. <laughs> just, is, like, <laughs> like, just girly things. Just dictator just things. Just like dictator things. <laughs> just <laughs> tell them you're the only cure to the disease that you, is the world. What are you thinking about? Just dictator just things. Just dictator things. Kicking your heels back. What are you thinking about? Just get all your, like, <laughs> everyone in your military to wear, like, fancy outfits and do high kicks. Just dictator things. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> now they'll look so cool. Cute. 
cute. They look cute. And keep them real close. You know what's really hot this season? Red. <laughs> red and high kicks for the military. <laughs> Everyone likes red. <laughs> so, yeah. The war in Vietnam is the ace up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's a thorn in his side, but he's like, you know what? I can use this to my advantage. Which, just the thought, just having that thought of like, you know what would be my advantage? <laughs> the war in Vietnam. The war is bad. 200 men, like, a week dying overseas. He <sighs> strikes the tone of, can you believe this? What the That's admi- outrageous. America, the, the world power being tied down in this stupid war that the current administration is just letting go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one tiny problem. And that is that Johnson's, like, working really hard on peace talks. Yeah. And um, Nixon knows that. And, of course, Johnson knows that. And, like, the Soviets know that. And yeah. they don't want Nixon elected either. Right. Because he's so anti-communist. He's so anti-red. They Even the Soviets start leaning on Hanoi being like, you should agree to the concessions. <laughs> oh. And um, Russia's starting to get involved in our elections. Hi. <laughs> hey there. But they're doing it internationally instead of directly here. This will never happen again. <laughs> nope. So with this election plan, uh, Nixon enters the fall campaign with a lead, but the polls are narrowing mm-hmm. as uh, the peace talks make news. And he has to shake it up. And he knows he has to do that. Mm-hmm. So in public, he talks peace. He has no influence with the Soviet Union or North Vietnam. Right. But he has a line through to Saigon, Mm. to South Vietnam. Yeah. And uh, he's like, listen, if you can hold out, I can get you a better deal on peace than Johnson can. No. So you should say no at the peace talks. Which, by the way, they did not get. Yeah. Emphatically did not get a better deal by waiting. Right. I mean, that's not—that's just the empty promise he's giving (laughs) to get what he wants. Of course. Uh, And so it's just, in my opinion, the grossest and worst thing he does in his entire, like, life. Yeah. Is this right? Just because the loss of life is so egregious, and yeah. there's an argument to be made that even if the peace talks had gone through, that North and South uh, wouldn't have agreed to it. Sure, that really, like Nixon saying this was just like not really a factor. But you know, he tried. Yeah, and like you can make arguments for either way. You don't know. Uh, yeah, and the fact it's was impossible that to know. Uh, even knowing that the possibility of the war could go on for a lot longer, uh, he still did it. He's still like, ah, it's good for me, though. He's like, it's worth it. For me. Yikes. So I want to add, Johnson knew about all this. LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, is like, he knew all this I was mean, happening. he's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just be frank about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. He's not good. He, he He's the one who escalated the war. Yeah. Yeah, like he's not a good dude. He he didn't have proof, which is why, for the most part, the public didn't know a lot of this or didn't have um, didn't know for sure. Yeah, I guess like people have suspicions suspected for a long time, but like they finally released some notes of Nixon's out of the Nixon Presidential Library Uh in like 2007, and yet they won't release stuff about JFK. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, government? But uh, I think they were supposed to, and then Trump (laughs) Trump delayed it even more. Like, what was in there? It's already not even supposed to happen for, like, five years. And they were like, just push it back some more. And I'm like, who do you think you are, Disney? (laughs) With copyright claims. Yeah. (laughs) Just push it back some more. But uh, LBJ had wiretaps and surveillance in his own offices, and he was beside himself because he learned about this. He ordered even more bugs and never—he still never got any evidence. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, and how annoying. Yeah. Like, highly illegal. Right. Do I need to even say it? Very illegal. <laughs> yeah. To do that. Not good. Pretty uh, treasonous. Yeah. But And, like, how annoying for you, like, as a president, like, even though, like I said, Johnson's not a good person. Mm-hmm. 
when you're like you are like legitimately trying pretty hard to like end the thing and even if it's for your own gain at least it like is mm-hmm. a good thing for other people and then you know this like sneaky weasel is over here <laughs> like making it worse for you on purpose like and you can't even call him out yeah cuz you like you don't know yeah for sure right you don't have evidence and it's going to impact the election and get this nutcase into office right for the record, this will never happen again. <laughs> the world is ending. <laughs> uh, so, but it doesn't. There's a specific law that this is in violation of. It's not just like general treason. Yeah. Uh, which is the Logan Act, which mm-hmm. was enacted by the founders, like founding fathers, mm-hmm. I think in like 1799 or something. Okay. Uh, to address just a situation, it's named for uh-huh. George Logan, yeah. who conducted negotiations with the French government during the administration under John Adams. <laughs> Logan, a member of the opposition, used yeah. the notoriety to win election to the U.S. Senate. Okay. And they're like, that's not cool. You can't. You can't do that. You can't, like, undermine the entire country to embetter your own position. Yeah. What are you doing? That's not allowed. You freak. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> so the election is now only a day away. Mm-hmm. Monday, November 4th, Johnson held a conference call with like a secretary of state, secretary of defense. And they're trying to decide if they should make this public or not. Right. Like should people know like what Nixon's doing? But they don't have proof still? And they they still don't have proof. (sighs) I mean, then you can't. They don't have proof. Uh, So they... Because then he's just going to sue you. <laughs> and and Nixon denied all of it. He, of course. He had a phone call with the president on November 3rd, and he denies all of it, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, his secretaries, Johnson's secretaries, are like, you should definitely do it. Uh, but Johnson's like, I can't. It's going gonna, it's gonna to taint the next presidency. It's going to cause a scandal. No one's willing to pay the piper yeah. for any of this information, so they just don't. Well, also, I've been taking... Law, My paralegal classes. Yeah. That's a, that's a tort. <laughs> that's a tort. That's a tort. <laughs> you tort. That's a that's a slander tort. You hardcore tort. If you don't got proof, that's a slander or a libel, depending on if it's printed or not. If he did it though, would that um like would they be able to then like subpoena like for the notes? I don't know. Cause like maybe maybe then. But like it's so close to the election, I don't think it's gonna like matter. I think the problem is that uh, let's let's say we have a, a slander case. Um, like Nixon's gonna say Johnson doesn't have any evidence. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can ask Nixon for evidence <laughs> that it's proof <laughs> against himself. Could you give us evidence? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's like when you're like you know the defendant. Yeah. Like or or you know either side that you. You, like, have a rules against incriminating yourself. They're yeah. not going to make you turn over things that prove that he was right because the point is that he made an accusation that he didn't have anything to back it up. Yeah. It's not whether it's true or not. It's the fact that he doesn't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. And then he's spreading it like it is true. Yeah. Which is the problem. That's, That's the, the tort. That's the tort. And then, gosh, what's the the name? So when you commit a tort, mm-hmm. the word is tortfeasor. No. T-O-R-T-F-E. <laughs> A-S-O-R. Tortfeasor is a tort. Tortfeasor. No, it should be torture. And it's one word. Tortfeasor. Torture. <laughs> I'm doing torturous actions. <laughs> I claim torture. No, they're tortious. <laughs> this is like something people might not consider. Yeah. Extra bad on top of the Sunday of... <laughs> the cherry of evil. This doo-doo Sunday. <laughs> this doo-doo Sunday. Having... Conspired with Nixon, the mm-hmm. leadership in South Vietnam is like, so now we can blackmail you. Mm. That's going to be fun Ooh. now that you're president. Cool. It's really good that this is never going to happen again Yeah. In for this country. Yeah. Just a fun side effect yeah. of uh, collaborating with foreign countries. You probably shouldn't do that. To get your um It's a reason presidency. that it's like treason and stuff. So, yeah, in October, yeah, 68, Paris peace talks, U.S. was ready to agree to cease bombing. Great. Um, with concessions, but suddenly, right before the election, uh, South Vietnam just walks away. I mean, yeah. Just walks away. 
I mean, they've won. They've been promised a better deal. And two, yeah. they think they can control Nixon. Direct U.S. military involvement lasted another five years. Oh, gosh. Uh, five more years. And, like, the total, it's, it eventually kills, like, an estimated 58,000 American soldiers. Like, more. Uh, I think that's the total. Oh, okay. But I'm not I'm not totally sure. I think that's total because two million Vietnamese civilians. And I think over the next five years, one million of those, that's just that five years. Oh, my gosh. Because Nixon goes ham on the bombs. Mm-hmm. He's like bombing like there's no tomorrow. That's so awful. And 1.1 million additional North Vietnamese and Viet Cong combatants. Yay. So... Nixon wins the election. Yay. Yay. Nixon's president. Gosh, if you ever want to, like, just be in a super bummer mood, Mm -hmm. and this isn't doing it for you. (laughs) Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Um, Halloween. Just read the entire history of Vietnam, and you'll just be sad (laughs) forever. Yeah. What could go wrong? Like, it's already sad that that's happening to them. Yeah. Right? Because that's horrible. But it's, like, extra sad when you know that they've been, like— controlled the entirety of their existence by someone. Yeah. Like, for almost the whole thing. It's so, like, like, sad Greek tragedy. Yes. Like, Catch-22, like, really? We have to keep doing this because you're being literally the dick? Yeah. Stop. And, like, people just won't give them up. Like, Mm -hmm. China won't give them up, France won't give them up, and then we won't give them up. Yeah. And it's like, just let them be. Please. So what could go wrong, Alexis, when a candidate conspires with a foreign power to win an election? What could go wrong? Just that they control like, us like and any, then anything, um, you know, like just, just what could go wrong? a whole bunch of stuff's going to be for their benefit, <laughs> not ours. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> so Nixon didn't set up in the Oval Office, really. He he likes to work in kind of a little hideaway office away from the White House. I'm already not okay with it. Yeah. He, that doesn't seem like it does, should be allowed. He doesn't like to work <laughs> in the workplace. He doesn't like to work. He doesn't actually want that job. He just wants yeah. to be the most powerful man. Sure. His grand scheme, politically, yeah. is to end the Cold War and reshape world politics. Okay. So, like, no big. Yeah. He, that's Casual. To- that's totally simple, re- reasonable. Regular. Very easy to do. Simple, <laughs> clean, anyone could do it. It's so funny when I think about him, compa- like, all of this ambition and just, like, intensity <laughs> yeah. compared to, like, some of these presidents who are just, like, a big doofus. Yeah. Just, like, who you can tell literally don't care at all. Yeah. Who are just, like— What did you do? Thumpy bumping around. And it's like, how did you even get elected to anything? What did you— Like, what why, are you for? Why are you here? What? <laughs> Who don't? Who literally do nothing to the point that like we don't remember their names. <laughs> we don't know who you are. Like we aren't taught about you because it's so boring you, and useless that we just skip it. You did nothing. Like what did Tyler do? I have no idea. Barely knew he was a president. <laughs> you were sure he. Wasn't. I was pretty sure he wasn't real. <laughs> you were like, "There's no way a man named Tyler." And I'm like, "It's his last name." Tyler. And you're like, Still, really, what's his first name? Zachary. <laughs> no, impossible. That's a lie. <laughs> What, a millennial time-traveled back? Yeah, that's totally possible. Zach Tyler, really? <laughs> Zach Tyler. That's not real. Yep. And then and then Nixon's just like, I want to change the entirety of the world. And you're like, okay, just settle down a little. You know how we had that, that missile crisis, like, a few years ago? We're yeah. going to go from that to, like, world peace. In the time that I'm here in this house. In, like, minimum four years. Yep. That seems doable. Totally. Dick. That's a really reasonable um, goal to have mm-hmm. and to tell a campaign promise to give. Totally possible. Yeah. Very easy. Very It's good. a good thing you didn't really have, like, real campaign promises. Yeah. But I guess that's true of most presidents. They don't have real campaign promises. Yeah. Most of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them have weird campaign promises. <laughs> and some of them have, like... Plans yeah. for how they do things. <laughs> uh, so his his first order of business uh-huh. is to clean up the war. 
Yeah. Because that's like a thing. Sure. It it pretty much brought down Johnson because he made sure it was going to bring down Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I have to deal with that before it does the same to me. Right. So he plots with National Security Advisor Henry Kissinger. Yay. Who honestly could use like his own episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Uh, but imagine him as a conniving, slimy Mary Poppins <laughs> to the president. <laughs> There's a character based on him in the Venture Brothers show. Okay. Um, who has a magic murder bag. Ooh. And it's that seems pretty accurate. I'm into it. He creates secret back channels to the Kremlin and okay. then uh, kind of the same thing with the Vietnamese. Yeah. When he's talking, Nixon is bombing. Yeah. Like... His—he calls it his madman theory. Mm. He wants to literally freak Hanoi out. Yeah. So they're like, he's just out of his mind. Mm -hmm. He he could do any. He's got his thumb on the button. We better do what he says. He wants them to be scared. Yeah, they'll be on their knees begging for peace and weird. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't it work? So hmm. weird. It's like they have, like, dirt on you, my dear. Weird. And it super backfires at home. Yeah. Because people are, like, so mad at him. Right. Well, because, like, the reason they don't like Johnson and they got rid of him is because he escalated it and made it worse and wouldn't let it go. Right. And then what do you do? Escalate? <laughs> you escalated it more? You effing idiot. <laughs> what? Especially when you know that they know like that they that they can blackmail you because right. then once again why would they do it? It's so much. You stupid. It's so much. You stoop. So it doesn't work. Yeah. Backfires. Right. Which really exacerbates his sense of like everyone's attacking me all the time. Yeah. And his paranoia flares up. <laughs> and he is literally. I just came out to have a good time, and yeah. I'm feeling so attacked right now. Yeah. He's. I just came out to like bomb the crap out of a country, and you're and all to just make like, them surrender. You're just being mean at me. You're being mean at me personally. And it's like he was already a like whiny baby like mm-hmm. before about like the media being mean to him. I'm. Like, right. honey, when you're president, <laughs> right. holy crap. It's going to get worse. It's And it's just going to be on a national scale, every, idiot. Every day. <sighs> There's never going to be a day when you have no peace or sleep or any kind of, like, serenity. Mm-hmm. It's over for you. The real way that you know when—you know how they're always, like, telling kids, like, you could be president one day. Mm-hmm. Um it's like, you know, statistically, probably not. But also, um, smart kids will be like, I don't want to be. No. <laughs> this is too much. That's a bad idea. Like, all my favorite people who, like, people ask them if they run for president, they're like, I don't want to. It sounds horrible. That sounds... <laughs> I know. I like sleeping. I'd rather die. I... I have very thin skin. <laughs> I cannot. It would be very bad for me. I hate it. So he he rages even more against the media mm-hmm. about how the Post and the Times are corrupt uh, and terrible. And don't send them to the White House. Mm-hmm. He forms a little goon squad known yeah. as the Plumbers. They're, <laughs> what? It's like plumbers. No. So when there's like a leak, yeah, you get plumbers. <laughs> to fix it. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's it's like <laughs> it sounds like the name of a Big Brother alliance. Yeah. Yes. That immediately yes. gets flushed down the toilet. Yes, girl. It is. Mm, mm, mm. This is like the worst Big Brother season. <laughs> it is. It's really bad. Where you're just like you can't even respect him cuz you hate him so much. <laughs> you're just like Ugh. we're the plumbers. Ew. We're gonna, uh, it's so bad. He's you're gonna get crapped on. Yeah. So needless to say, Nixon is drinking heavily, mm-hmm. lapsing into these just outrageous, over the top pity parties yeah. for himself. There's this one time where he just flips out mm-hmm. and drives to the Lincoln Memorial and confronts protesters in person. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say he was gonna yell at Lincoln's statue. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you! Screw you! Promised me. It's like what? He what? Has nothing to do with you. <laughs> he he really liked Lincoln. I guess his grandmother gave him like a portrait of Lincoln. Okay. 
uh, when he was young and like in his Oval Office p- pictures, he has a, a little bust of Lincoln in the then, background. Then I like the image of him like <laughs> drunkenly driving to the Lincoln Memorial <laughs> and then like laying down next to him and be like, help me. And then like, you promised. They find him the next day passed out there. Like tourists <laughs> find him there. <laughs> and they're like, is that the proposal? Secret Service like. Please, sir. Oh, no. Please. Come on, dude. <laughs> Please. And he's like, oh, Lincoln. I did everything you wanted. <laughs> Why won't you help me? Lincoln. <laughs> and I just Please. think about Lincoln from, uh, <laughs> from what's it called? National, not National Treasure. What? What is it? A Ninth Museum. Mm, yes. Blah, blah, blah. I never lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Amazing. Anyway. Uh, so he, when he's with these protesters, mm-hmm. he's, he's just going on about, like, how when I was your age, I was idealistic, too. <laughs> and then I became wise. No, then you became an old, crusty, nasty <laughs> like, garbage. Dick, how bad was that hangover, though? Also, like, like yikes. <laughs> I can't even picture, like, even our current president seeing protesters and be like, I'm going to go out there and fight them. In like, person. Go yell at them in person. In person. What are you doing? It's so bad. You know that a president got shot recently, like, not very long ago. Yeah. Come on, dude. What? What's your plan? Use your brain, man. Yeah. Well, he can't. No. Not when he's drunk. Nixon's plan to end it all. Uh, <laughs> to end his life, the cold for the Cold War. Yeah, he does get suicidal near the end. Oh, um, well, sort of. I mean, he talks to like his advisors, and he's like, "I haven't told anyone this, but you know, when I was every day when I'm president, I get on my knees and I'm like, I, every day I just want to be a good president. And nowadays, when I get on my knees, I'm like, I just don't want to wake up. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sounds right. Because you shouldn't have ever done this. You've done this to yourself, right? Like, keep on living. That's why people don't want to be president. But, uh, like, you did real bad. Yeah. His And you should feel bad. <laughs> he, uh, his plan to end the Cold War yes. <laughs> happens to also be, like, putting pressure on Vietnam. Uh-huh. It's, it, uh, it's going to require a detente, which is the de-escalation of, um, you know, armaments with Russia. Uh, but it's... Yep. Part of this plan, a big part, is opening the door with Mao's China. Great. Mm-hmm. Put them back into the international community, open up those windows, and let that capitalistic Western breeze <laughs> just blow on through. They've done the classic China, mm-hmm. which is where uh, you destroy your government. <laughs> I, and I'm saying this, this happens yeah. a lot in Chinese history. Yeah. Destroy yeah. your government. It, Make yeah. a new one. It's probably worse than the last one because they don't ever seem to come back stronger. Mm-hmm. It always weakens somehow. And then you hibernate for decades. When when your <laughs> like, country has been around as long as like China has, things happen. Yeah. It's like... Like if Egypt was still a big world power, yeah, like this would happen. Well, and that's it like, happens. I, I need to do an episode about like Chinese things, obviously, like about the Chinese government. But I remember at some point being like, "What happened to them?" Because like <laughs> they're like on really on top of it for a long time. The millennia's happened, and then like what happened, yeah. you know? And then I was like, and I looked at, it, I was like, "Oh, it's because they don't change their government for a thousand years, literally." The, the weight of times, yeah. Them. And like everything else moved forward and they were like frozen in time for a thousand years. Yeah. And then they were like, what? Hmm. And they woke up and they were like confused what happened and why everybody else is so much farther ahead than they are. And I'm like, maybe you should just look around once in a while. Just once in a while. Just casually. Yeah. And then they hit the fast forward button, which is how communism always starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always like too, we, too we fast. need to, yeah. Too fast. Like we, we're so far behind, we need to speed it up and then it doesn't work. You need to press the button like once and wait yeah. for a decade. And they just like, you just keep pressing it. Yeah. Because there's someone at the top who just, mm, they get that dopamine yep. rush when yep. they press that button. <laughs> and the problem is that you can't keep pressing the button unless you feed human bodies into it. Yep. And but they're like, it's, that's good. It's okay. I mean, that's fine. It's not my body. Keep going. Keep we going. Have, we have spares. Faster, faster. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so he's hoping to get China to, like, chill the hell out yeah. for a bit, air out, and then convince— <laughs> Yeah. 
So the idea is like get China to kind of be friendly. Yeah. It'll freak out the Russians. The Russians and the Chinese will like be nice to him and then he can get them to stop sending weapons to Vietnam and the Vietnam War Cold War over. That's the whole plan. Okay. Because at this time, the Soviets are obsessed with China in, like, a bad way. They're so yeah. they're so afraid of their growing population and their strength. Right. Because, I mean, the initial idea was, you know, Chinese start doing communism and Russia's like, yes, like, more people on our team. <laughs> yes. And then immediately China, like, does it in a way that it's like they're not under our wing anymore. Now they're being, like, uppity. And, like, individualist about it. And then they're, like, being nice with our former enemies. Yeah. What? No. Mm. No, not like this. That's bad. And so— And then they're making mini states of their own? I found— Korea? I found these amazing, like, jokes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you told me. These classic jokes from the Kremlin and just Moscow. Yes, I'm very excited. About the—that are very telling about the state of things. Yeah. There. And there's a really good one. There's a couple permutations of it. But the essential one uh, that someone remembers being told this by uh, someone, like, in the party. Yeah. And they laughed a little bit too loudly at it. (laughs) Uh, But in the joke, the Soviet leader uh, Brezhnev calls Nixon on the telephone. Uh Uh-huh. He says, the KGB tells me you have a new supercomputer that can predict the events in the year 2000. Ooh. Uh, Nixon's like... Uh, hell yeah, we have that. Yeah, of course. Mm, yeah, totally. in the year 70. Yep. Or 60, whatever. That's normal. Uh, and so <laughs> Brezhnev's like, well, f- could you tell me what the names of the Politburo members will be in the year 2000? Mm-hmm. I bet you couldn't. Huh? And there's a really long silence on the end of the line. Yeah. And so Brezhnev's like, ha, I knew you couldn't do it. Knew your stupid computer's stupid. Right. And Nixon's like, no, nope, there's names here. There's uh-huh. names. Uh, it it gave me the names. There's just one problem. It's like, what's the problem? I, I can't read Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That's a great joke. That's a great joke. But then I went down a rabbit hole uh-huh. of, of just reading these wonderful Soviet-era jokes. Right. These anecdotes. Right. And they're, they're so... There are a lot. Uh-huh. There, there's another one. Uh, I like another another iteration of that joke is uh, Brezhnev. I like this one because it's kind of fancy mm-hmm. and, like, whimsical. Brezhnev calls Nixon and tells him about a dream he had. Yeah. Where there's a red flag over the White House. Uh-huh. And the next night, Nixon calls up Brezhnev and he's like, there's a red flag over the Kremlin. He's like, but there's always a red flag over the Kremlin. He's like, yeah, but this time there was, like... Weird writing on it. Oh, what did it say? Uh, I don't know. I can't read Chinese. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I have to say, you you said uh, people laughing too loud at, right? And mm-hmm. then, like, it's uncomfortable. And it just reminded me of when I was in Rome. Yeah. And I was on the bus. <laughs> like, we are on, like, a tour bus. Uh-huh. And they were, like, <laughs> listing. They, like, go past this building and they're, like, and this is where Mussolini lived, like, when he was <laughs> And I laughed, like, pretty hard. Uh Like, not on purpose. Like, it was just funny. Because I wasn't expecting them to, like, brag about Mussolini living here. This is Mussolini's house. Especially when you're in Rome. Like, there's (laughs) things are so old that it's, like, weird. Yeah. And so I, like, laughed pretty hard because I wasn't expecting it. And people, like, turned around and looked at me. I was like, (laughs) whoops. That wasn't the the joke. Oh, that wasn't a joke? Mm. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, I think we're going to make this a two-parter, but I want to tell you a couple more jokes. Please. So these are, of course, Soviet jokes. Yeah. And in, like, Russian jokes, Russians are the butt of the jokes. Yes. But usually, like, mm, the Russians at the top Mm -hmm. and, like, the terrible things they do to the Russians at the bottom. Right. Which makes them, like, really wonderful for, like, historians to read. Yes. Uh, But there's this one. Two skeletons meet in a cemetery. Oh, did you die during the food supply program or after it? (laughs) The other skeleton says, what do you mean? I'm still alive. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pitch black humor. It's so good. (laughs) 
Let me see. Let me get another one. Oh, why doesn't the Soviet Union send people to the moon? No. They're afraid they won't come back. <laughs> it's They'll prefer it. <laughs> They'll just leave. Oh, it's oh, I love this one. Probably my last one. Yeah. Before we end the episode. After years of waiting, a man saves enough rubles to buy an automobile. Mm. He orders one at the store. Mm. I can let you have one exactly 10 years from today, says the shop person. Mm -hmm. In the morning or in the afternoon, says the man. What difference could that make? I said, it's 10 years from now. Oh, I know, but the plumber's coming in the morning. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Ooh, girl. And by plumbers, we mean Nixon and, and by his pl- friends. By plumbers, we mean the men in the black cars that come and take you away. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> so for part part two of Nixon mania, mm-hmm. stay tuned for like a month from now, I guess. A month? I don't know. Whenever. Like two weeks? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know how our show works. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening today. We hope you are scared by, <laughs> were you spookers? War and the government. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest of all. The war machine. Oh, no. Nixon's war machine. It's the, pretty scary. The 60s. It's pretty bad. Yeah, aren't the 60s terrifying? Ooh. <laughs> Next time, like, when you want to, like, dress up for Halloween, you know, there's still a little time. Mm-hmm. Um, you should, like, part of your costume of you being in the 60s should just be, like, to randomly hide under tables because you're afraid <laughs> of bombs. Oh, no. And uh, no. and for you just to, like, chat about the war and Nixon and <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, it would be, the, like, the darkest, darkest, like... It isn't technically 60s. It would be, like, a very early 70s. Yeah. It'd be, like, a Kent State... Uh, protester. Yeah. That would be the the p- most pitch black costume. Yeah. <laughs> most political like costume. Intense, yeah. yeah. Or just be like casually be like and, and this one I think works for current times. Just be like, so who do you guys think shot JFK? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like while you're dressed in your like sixties outfit. <laughs> so who did it? Who do you think? I think it was Kiba, but who, like who, who do you think? Who do you think? Johnson? Nixon? You think Johnson? Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> also, you can ask people and be like you know, if you're from the 70s, yeah. be like, so you, have you heard about this impeachment talk? <laughs> and then so. they're going to be like, oh, yeah, for our current president. You're like, yeah, <laughs> Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Like, I think he deserves it, but I don't know. I think he deserves it, but not, I don't know. The papers seem, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're talking about yet with all yeah. this Watergate. There's all, like, this stuff. Who knows what he did? He seems like a good guy. Deep Throat sounds like a porn star. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. And we want to say thank you specifically to uh, patrons at the Patreon. To Kathleen, Caitlin, Ashley, Lorena, Josh, Gami, Sadie, Natty, Natalie, (laughs) Natty, uh, Natalia, Daniel, Michael, and Julia. And Julia. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.